Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, your man, MG, Marcus Grant, alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano, and the Fantasy Viper, Graham Barfield. Um, I don't even know how to introduce the show today. Uh, I saw a joker <laughs> over the weekend. That was good. Yeah, so did I. Uh, you know what? It is, I would say it is worth it. Look, the story is sort of predictable or whatever, but it is worth it to watch Joaquin Phoenix do his thing for two hours. Man, he was phenomenal. Watching him do do that for two hours uh, was amazing. Uh, you know, I had questions at the end. There were parts of it that you know I, I wasn't quite on board with, but whatever. It was it. Like I said, just if you want to just watch an actor like at the top of his game do his thing, like it is worth it to watch Joaquin. Phoenix. Yeah, his his uh his mannerisms, like just the way he carried himself throughout the film, what what they asked him to do throughout the film. Yeah, I mean, it's a very difficult uh, difficult job, and he. Uh, he definitely took it his own way and, and made his own yeah. yeah made his own path with Joker. Plus, uh, Zazie Beetz is one of my celebrity crushes, so watching her was uh, pretty good. Um, is he now your Joker, or is it still Heath Ledger? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it was Jack so Nicholson. Diff- still, are we are we are we tossing? Oh, Jack okay, Nicholson no, 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 whoever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it was just so different from uh from all the other iterations of Jokers. I think that's what made it so. Mm-hmm. I, I think kind of like its own standalone lane i think you should yeah. definitely check it out the one no, no no i will i couldn't do it this weekend because we had matthew so i went and saw adam's family oh okay. yeah. all right which is good no, no i, I yeah. still want to see that too the yeah. one thing i will say about joker and this is not a spoiler um 
in and in every iteration of the Batman origin story and the Joker origin story, the one thing that no writer or filmmaker has plausibly explained to me is why a billionaire is dragging his wife and young son through a dark alley <laughs> right. in the middle of Gotham City at yep. night. Like, how? How is this happening? You don't have a driver just waiting outside the theater for you to, like, get in the car and drive? I don't understand it. Yep. It's a fair point. Um, well, I mean, in the Batman Begins movie, it was because the play that they were watching scared Bruce, so they went out a, a back, way back or whatever. door. But to your point, like, right. you know, I don't know. Get your driver ready. We, we know you have one. Right. You're a billionaire. Okay, anyway. Uh, we have plenty to talk about on this show today. We will wrap up week six. Uh, I, for some odd reason, don't ask me why, was in a queen sort of mood, so it has maybe a Bohemian Rhapsody kind of feel to it. Well, you know, whatever. Just roll with it. It's fine. Um, we'll talk some waiver wire stuff as well, but before we do all of that, we'll go behind the glass and talk to our faithful producer, senior Edward L. Murphy, Esquire. Murph, what's up? I heard you guys talking a little bit before about Juju, mm-hmm. uh, and I, you can make fun of me for this one. I made a trade in my main league, and I moved uh, Mike Evans and O.J. Howard because I was just sick of the Bucks off. Bucks off you got somebody to take over? OJ Howard. If you don't, yeah, if you're I, brilliant. I didn't have, I don't have Godwin, and I was just sick of like which week is this going to be for Evans? He's going to get forty <laughs> points. He's going to get zero points. So uh, a guy in the bottom of my league had Juju, and he had Chris Herndon, who I thought was going to come back from injury. So I was like, oh, that's a that's a perfect, you know, two for two. Mm. And uh, obviously Juju had the, that game last night, and I think Evans had like nine for like yeah. ninety six or something yeah. like that. He had uh-huh. a pretty good game. Am I th- am I that you can you guys can tell me? Am I that dumb for making a move like that? I know it makes it interesting. Like, my my reaction to that is always, as long as your thought process is sound, as long as you have a logical reason for yeah. doing it, then, you know, that's fine. Like, you never really know, you know, when they when they kick the game off, how things are going to go. So, I understand the logic. It totally makes sense. Uh, you just got burned. Yeah. Is, is Juju, like, is, is this what's going on? Is it because of no Big Ben, or is it no... No Antonio Brown. No, I mean, dude, like, yes. you're, you're going from, <laughs> you're going, and remember, I mean, Double his last whammy. few games, he wasn't putting up huge numbers, but he was giving you, what, 13 plus. It's a third string quarterback who's sure. just yeah. dumping the ball off exactly. to his running back. I mean, Devlin he doesn't have a lot of confidence, and the offensive coordinator there is not going to put him in a position where he's throwing the ball deep or forcing yeah. him into coverage. Well, yeah. it's in my head now that he, like, I th- I think he is a true one, but I'm like, is is he suffering because he doesn't have A.B. taken away defenders, or is it because he doesn't have Ben who's throwing the ball over the field? Like, I, I don't know which it really is. Right, right. last night specifically, I mean, Devin sure. Hodges only had to throw it like 20 times, yeah. you know? Um, what, yeah. Boy, I, what the hell happened to the Chargers? Oh, man. I mean, yeah. I was all over their defense, and yeah, I streamed their defense. Awful. Yeah, same here, but you guys must have not watched much Chargers football. Recently. Oh, no, no, no. No, I'm just joking. But I mean, oh, like, man. home game. All of their games. Well, are, it was a home part. game, but there was a lot of Steelers fans there. Uh, Damish, Dave Damashek had posted something on Twitter, and it was like, like, this is it was a Steelers in Los over. Angeles, but I mean, it's a third string quarterback on your home field. All of the Chargers games just find different ways to be miserable. Man, uh, they do. It uh, our our you know friend of the program and, and generally fun guy uh, Pat Doherty, Roto Pat mm-hmm. on on Twitter. You may know him. He uh, he had a tweet last night that says, "How is every Chargers game the exact same?" And Keenan Allen quote tweeted it and said. Uh, I'm paraphrasing here. Stuff. He didn't say stuff. Stuff. Sad. <laughs> like, so even the Chargers players. You know. You know who's sad? Anybody who's had Keenan Allen the last three oh. weeks. Oh, he, we'll get to that. He went from target monster to where the hell we are you? We will get to that. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, plenty to talk about. We'll talk some juju as well. But in the meantime, let's do some news. 
we'll start with the Rams. Todd Gurley, who missed Sunday's game against the 49ers with a quad injury, reportedly has a chance to return this week. Uh, I mean, obviously, that's that's good, right, Fabs? I mean, we want Gurley back <laughs> on the field. And obviously, like, not just for Gurley's sake, but look, I, I'm not wading too much into this running backs don't matter thing, but it's undeniable that the Rams are a better more complete offense when he is on the field. So oh, Gurley yeah. coming back, it helps Jared Goff. It helps Robert Woods. It helps all these guys when he's back on the field. And, I mean, part of it yesterday was the Niners' defense, folks, is for real. It's great. That defense is nasty good. Marcus Grant is is holding back the enthusiasm. I really am because like, I, I can see it beyond the start. He's I don't want to get burned. He wants to start yelling and screaming and bringing back the days of Joe Montana and Steve Young, all the glory days, and Dwight Clark and uh, those tremendous 49ers defenses. But if you're a 49ers fan, unlike Cowboys fans, <clears throat> you've got a lot to be optimistic about right now. And so that was part of the reason why that offense didn't get off yesterday at all. I think another reason is Jared Goff, I don't know who the quarterback of the Rams is right now, but it's not the same dude who we saw last season. It's just not. Robert Woods didn't score fewer than, what was it? I mean, he basically had double-digit points in almost every game last season. He had nothing yesterday. Well, even Cooper Cup was held in that, check. The 49ers just hats off to them. They did their defense is just awesome. Phenomenal job wrecking the the Rams passing game yesterday. I mean, Jared Goff threw for seventy eight yards. He, yards. He bottomed out hard yesterday, and I think <laughs> I think this is what we're starting to see. Look, like Gurley coming back. Sure, I thought Darrell Henderson and Malcolm Brown did phenomenal job yesterday in their running game. I thought both of them looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um. Goff right now, to me, that's the biggest problem in this offense. He is so limited mm-hmm. on his when, – when the play breaks down or there's nothing there, Goff rarely makes plays mm-hmm. on his own. He does not extend plays. And when he's asked to get outside of structure right now, he is just – he's just brutal. Now, we, now we've seen it. You know, this, this is the – you know, this is the M.O. This is how to beat the Rams right now. Yeah, and look at his um, numbers it's, this it's, year. Is is confusing Goff at the line of scrimmage yep. and taking away his first reads and making him make plays outside of structure. He can't do it. Yeah, I mean, we're six games in. Goff has had 18 or more points twice. One of those games he rushed for a touchdown, which is, which is out of the ordinary. <laughs> and then the other game he threw the ball 68 times. The good news is he's got the, the Falcons this week. Right? That's so the that's encouraging a get, part, right? That's a get-right right game. But Hopefully. From from 2018, and hey, I can start Goff with at least some level of confidence, and I can start Robert Woods every week, to 2019, both of those players now, even Brandon Cooks, matchup-based starters. I mean, that's sort of where we are. By the way, the I guess one side note on this, uh, the first rushing touchdown of the season scored against the 49ers was by Robert Woods. Yeah. Weird. Yes. <laughs> Weird, but okay. Things we thought we would know. We thought we would never see. So, uh, yeah, so I guess there was that part of it. Um, but, yeah, uh, the, the as, as Fabs mentioned, the next game against the Falcons uh, on the road in Atlanta next week. So, you know, we'll see what, what uh, happens with this offense, you know, especially if Gurley's back. Yeah, you know it's a weird day when Tyler Higby is the Rams' leading receiver. Yeah, I mean, they mm-hmm. they just could not do anything vertically in this passing game at all, and it's because Goff just. I mean, well, and you talked about the, the seventy eight yards there, right? Yeah. Um, but he had, I think he had for the last couple of drives. I think going about to about six five five six minutes into the fourth quarter, left in the fourth quarter, I should say, he was at thirty. 
So yeah. like more than half of those yards came with the Rams sort of in desperation. Listen, Goff is Goff is not the same. He's just shook right now. I mean, yeah, th- yeah. there was a play where Gerald Everett dude. at the end of the season, uh, at the end of that game, it was still twenty to seven, and and Everett was streaking wide open down and the sideline. He just straight up missed him. Just missed him. Also, keep in mind that the Niners' defense has got Washington next week. Mm. So uh, it's not the Patriots' defense, but this Niners' defense is impressive. And if you're looking for a defense and they're on the waiver wire somehow, and they, they, they might be. I mean, it's a competitive leagues. They might be. Uh, go out and grab them uh, this week against Case Keenum and uh, that Redskins I offense. would say do it just because I took a, a early look, and there aren't a lot of great streaming defense options. Bills. A lot of the best matchups are with defenses that are pretty the Niners much owned. Are, the Niners are owned in 62% of leagues on NFL.com, so they're yeah, out there. Yeah, it's like the second or third week in a row we have not had any good streamers. Yeah. it's, it's Panthers D hit hard. Titans defense. Oh, Panthers yeah. Panthers were a big hit. Yeah. Um, Boy, Jameis. Seahawks, Jameis Seahawks went, to, went back to bad Jameis. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, other news, Amari Cooper left the game on Sunday against the Jets in the first quarter. He just had one catch for three yards in that game. He has a thigh bruise. Early indications, well, actually, there's no real early indications of how long it's going to be. They, the Cowboys believe it. it's not really serious, so they don't expect him to miss any extended time. Uh, but it, he could miss some time, I guess, is the, the point there. And, and perhaps it comes in. They're playing the Eagles next week. I know. After what Stephon Diggs did to him, I mean, this seemed like a, a, an easy start for Amari Cooper, and he might not be there this week. Just trying to depress me? <laughs> you know? I mean, it's bad enough that the Cowboys just lost to the Jets. I might get a different team with Sam Darnold, but, I mean, it's, it's the Jets. I mean, that was depressing. Um, So Michael Gallup becomes a must-start if – Cooper is out next week, although Gallup has sort of gotten to that point now. And um, Tavon Austin, anybody? Off the waiver wire? Four uh, teams on a bye? No. Deeper Cow- league? Cowboys uh, didn't have... No? Yeah, they didn't have... Played uh, 92% of the offensive snaps yesterday? Yeah, they didn't have Randall Cobb. But, yep. Yeah. Bro, that's what I'm... Yeah, I mean, if Cobb is out again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tavon Austin... I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out there, you know, if you're in a deep league. But, yeah. and, and, you know, more disappointing, too, is Dak... Um, right now, this offense is just in shambles. I mean, Lyle, it is. Uh, Lyle Collins is out. Yep. You know, Tyron Smith is out. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've seen them have massive splits without Ty- uh, Tyron Smith. And now Dak is uh, down his favorite target. Hopefully Cooper gets back this week. Yeah, I mean, he still had 18 points, but it, it didn't have a touchdown pass. You know, rush for a touchdown, thankfully, for fantasy owners who actually started him. But, I mean, keep tabs on the status of Cooper this week and Randall Cobb as well because this is a good matchup. For for the passing game, right? Yeah, the concern I have long term here is Cooper was dealing with an he's been dealing yes. with like an ankle issue all yeah. year, and now he's popped up with this thigh, which we know can be like I mean it can be a week a couple weeks injury, right? Right. So yeah, I mean keep an eye on that because like I said, the Cowboys to this point haven't said a ton about how long it's going to keep him out, but uh, it's definitely one to to watch. Uh, really awful news. Uh, Will Disley believed to have torn his Achilles. The Seahawks did come from behind to get a win against the Cleveland Browns, but Disley uh, left that game fairly early. Yep. Uh, I mean, someone tweeted to me last week, Graham, and I agree uh, that fantasy tight end is a dystopian hellscape right now. And uh, (laughs) one of the few safe outposts that we seem to have there is now gone to us. Yeah, I know we got Hunter Henry back, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later, but uh, this... This is big, man, because Will Disley had turned into a nice play every week. He he did, and and you know he was super involved and close when Seattle Seahawks got into the red zone. He we could you know rely on him getting consistent red zone targets, and now 
the Seahawks are going to try and fill that void with with Luke Wilson and, and uh, Jacob Hollister. Um, so, good luck with that. Double cannot, Yeah, we cannot we, we cannot rely on a Seahawks tight end. We can't have nice time. things at the tight end position this season. I mean, if you think about it, like Kills had two big games in a row. I mean, Travis Kelsey's kind of been. Kel- that was Kelsey's Ertz? worst game of the year against Ertz. The Texans, yes. I mean, we thought Ertz was going to have a big game. He didn't have hardly. Uh, Dallas Goddard was better than him from a fantasy perspective. Um, the tight end position is. I mean, it's brutal this season unless you were lucky enough to get a Waller or a Hooper. I mean, but even though a lot of those guys you you sort of fell into, right? Like no, no doubt. <laughs> like, like, the dudes that you drafted <laughs> to be prominent yep. parts of your starting lineup. A lot of them are uh, not Waller, producing. Waller was a last round pick. Yeah. yeah. Or a waiver wire pickup. Wishley. Uh, Wishley. I did that last <laughs> one too. Dishley also was a waiver wire pickup, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, so. Uh, and the, Hooper was a late rounder. On the flip side, George Kittle's put together back to back solid games. So maybe he's right. starting to, to wake up a little oh, bit. Oh, Marcus is so in. I can't wait. When, when are you going to start breaking out this? Yeah, see, no, I'm not going to do it because I just know it's going to get my heart broken late in the year. So I'm not. Well, you guys are going to whip the Redskins. I mean, come on, dude. See, this Like, is, you guys are going to beat them up. They're it's totally So you're going to be game. undefeated through seven this is weeks. totally a trap game. The Niners are in a great spot, the NFC. I mean, they really are. I mean, right now it's it's Saints, Niners, and, uh, and Seahawks. This That's is. It. This is. This game's totally a trap game this week. <laughs> Absolutely. They go on the road. They they beat up on the Rams. Uh, I do appreciate your whole reverse jinx psychology thing going on here. Yeah, man. I've you been, guys are going to come Look, on. I've been through this too many times. All right. There you go. That's pretty much everything you need to know. That was the news. All right. Uh, wrapping up week six, uh, the first thing I actually wanted to talk about was some some quarterbacks because there were some some things happening at the quarterback position this past week. The first one uh, is Sam Donald was back. And it's not, you know, obviously Donald came in and played well, and, and he's a guy that is sort of a fringe, uh, fringe starter, I think, in 12 team leagues uh, a lot of times. But the bigger thing is, uh, Graham, having Sam Donald back. Obviously, we, we saw Robbie Anderson come back into yes. our lives, right? Jamison Crowder uh, suddenly. I mean, Le'Veon didn't have a huge game, but you got to believe this helps him too. So now all those Jets assets that people were just sitting on for weeks, now it's time like you can break them out and actually use them again. Definitely. I mean, Darnold immediately opened up this passing offense deep downfield. Uh, Le'Veon Bell gets his first rushing touchdown right when Darnold returns. No surprise there either. I mean, Darnold on the field obviously is going to increase the opportunities the Jets have to score and. And overall, I thought this offense looked really freaking good. I mean, Darnold misses all this time and and, uh, and probably doesn't have the same amount of practice reps that we would normally get for him. And, you know, I, I get the, you know, a couple weeks off probably helps health-wise. But still, I mean, this offense really looked phenomenal yesterday against a good Dallas defense. That Dallas defense is definitely not one that's... Um, you know, we're, we're not usually expecting big performances against this team. Yeah, and, and Darnold uh, is out there on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues. And just to give you a little heads up, the Jets have the sixth easiest schedule among quarterbacks for the rest of the season. And they go through a stretch where he's got Miami, Giants, Redskins, Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins. Yeah, it's Giddy. a little... Up. It's a little precarious. Next week, uh, they play the Patriots on Monday And then you got night, a roadie then, at Jacksonville. And then it re- that's when it really opens up for them. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this that's good news, right? Uh, down to Tennessee. Marcus Mariota got benched, which, by the way, I, I, I tweeted this yesterday, too. So, between Mariota getting benched, Jameis Winston just 
completely imploding uh, over in London with six total turnovers, five picks, one fumble. Um, I mean, those two guys are really kind of the last vestiges of the 2015 quarterback draft class that are just hanging on in this league. I mean, I know like the, what, Trevor Simeon's still hanging around somewhere yeah. as a backup. Uh, but that draft class is just completely washing out from yeah. the quarterback position. <laughs> the correct answer for, for Mariota versus Winston was just no. No, neither. Yeah. Um, so Mariota gets benched. Ryan Tannehill comes in to take over the quarterback spot. Uh, moves the ball a little bit uh, with, with the Titans kind of near the end of that game. Uh, now, Fabs, the, the quarterback spot in Tennessee is sort of up in the air right now. I mean, do we have a preference of which guy makes this offense? I mean, are we just like, let's just hand the keys to Tannehill because it can't be any worse I than it was with Mariota or I what? Don't, I, honestly, man, I don't know. I mean, from a fantasy perspective, I guess I'd rather have Mariota in there. But neither one of these guys is going to be fantasy viable. I mean, look at Tennessee's pass catchers since that game against Atlanta. I mean, A.J. Brown's done next to nothing. He had that one touchdown. Corey Davis has disappeared. Delaney Walker has and it and it stinks because he's a tight end one in a lot of rosters because of the thinness of that position. He's been dreadful for about three weeks. And then when, I mean, Derrick Henry goes up against the Broncos and you're thinking this is a good spot for him to put up a big number. And he absolutely bombs in that game. This Titans offense is suddenly, well, uh, a wasteland for lack of a better term. Yeah, it's just Derrick Henry, I think, every week. Right now, you... I mean, I kind of think Ryan Tannehill is the better player than Marcus Mariota. I don't know if that's. I just think because like Mariota is more versatile, so maybe he can get me some rushing yards. I I just, I'm not, I'm not into Tannehill, man. I I don't know. I'm not into Tannehill. I mean, who is at this point, right? right? But like Mariota at this point, he just takes so many sacks and is just so limited and doesn't. I mean, Mariota is basically like a low rent Alex Smith at this point, and that's like low rent. I mean, that's that's, not wrong. That's where we're at. Oh, that's where we're at with him. I mean, it's just. At least Tannehill hasn't had the opportunity to start, and I guess he's like the mystery box. <laughs> I think that, I think I think that's probably the bigger point yeah. here, right? Is that at this point we've seen all we need to see out of Marcus Mariota. Exactly, we know what he is, right? And so, like, I don't know. Let's let's try something else, right? And I think that's sort of the the point here. I mean, so I'm like, you know, as somebody who took some late round shots at AJ Brown in a couple of leagues, like, you know, let's let's see what Tannehill you know, can do. Maybe get him. Well, I think that's ultimately what's going to happen. Right, no, I think so too. I, I don't, I don't know that that uh, Tannehill is 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 sort of going to fall behind Mariota at least for the next week. Why not? I mean, that offense is dreadful right now. So, well, make a switch and see if you can get a spark. And uh, they get to play the same Chargers who couldn't stop Devlin Hodges. Nope. So, <laughs> so, so there's that part. Uh, the other big quarterback news from the week. Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, ended up coming into the game in uh, what many people were calling the toilet bowl between Miami and Washington. Yeah. Uh, he took over for Josh Rosen in the fourth quarter. Actually moved the Dolphins, got him. Look, they, they had a two-point conversion opportunity yeah. with a chance to win. And Kenyon Drake, Kenyon just, Drake it. just clanked it. Um, and, and that was kind of the end of that. Now, after the game, Brian Flores says that Josh Rosen is still the starter. And from a developmental standpoint, for a team that's not going anywhere, uh, that makes sense. But in terms of trying to, I don't know, get, get keep guys like Preston Williams relevant, keep Devontae Parker going again, um, I don't know, maybe maybe do we want Fitzmagic? I, I'd uh, rather, I'd rather from a fantasy standpoint, I'd rather have Fitzpatrick. I, I agree, too. But at this point, I really just don't even know if it matters too much. <laughs> no. Josh, yeah. Josh Rosen yesterday 
barely threw the ball past the line of scrimmage. His air yards per pass attempt yesterday was two. Two yards. That was it. That's not good. How do you do that? I mean, he just dumped off to Mark Walker and Drake, all these guys. <laughs> Speaking of Drake. It's uh, over, man. Is it time yeah. to just cut him? It's over. Yeah, he's a, it, I, I mean, four teams off. Yeah. By Mageddon, you know, coming around the corner. Cut him. In a 10-team league, I think you could probably cut him. 10-team league, you definitely get rid of him. I mean, he's, just, he's the, basically just a roster clogger. What happened? I mean, he was a top 20 running back last season, and now... Look, Kenyon, they're just not that into you. No. Yeah. My goodness. Kenyon Drake is talented. It's just the Dolphins are in full-on evaluation mode. You know, Mark Walton got the majority of he, the, the work in that he first started, quarter. Yeah, yeah. He started. He started the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of the work in the first quarter. Kalen Balaj was getting the work down near the goal line. He got yeah. a couple of goal line kicks. That's, that's that all little it. end around. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you want to talk about just an absolute trap bag a backfield committee in Miami thank Ugh. you for nothing yeah. I mean it's yeah the, and here's the thing I think Drake actually had the most touches he had 16 touches had 70 yards um, but the fact that you know while he was having a fairly decent day that they still wouldn't just load him up with opportunities says that they they and they're not gonna play. the Dolphins yeah. are just their, their touchdown expectation every single week is like like basically nil when yeah. a dude is that talented and teams still won't use him in a yeah. bigger role, something behind the scenes. There's something. There's all right. There, I, I'm wondering if there's something else about Kenyon Drake that we just don't know about, and it's just not working out. But uh, all right. So Fitzmagic probably not going to see the field uh, except in emergency. He's sort of the you know, you know break glass in case of emergency. Well, one final point here is why is why is my you know Miami came out and said this past week that we're going to start stick with Rosen. He's our starter, and then you know they immediately in the middle of the third quarter, you're in a somewhat competitive game. You pull him right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, as somebody mentioned on Twitter, it's like, you know, I, I mean, I, it's not exactly as if this this tanking thing has been completely well thought out so ew. far. <laughs> so, ew. Uh, all right. So this is where I somehow lapsed into Bohemian Rhapsody while I was running this writing this uh, rundown yesterday. Uh, guys that I looked at who had big weeks, we've had maybe a couple of big weeks in a row. Um, and you're wondering, is this is this the real life? Is this actually going to be what we expect from these guys? Uh, or, you know, is this just kind of a, a, a smoke screen? The first one is Kyler Murray, who, you know, to this point in the season had sort of been, he'd been okay. He hadn't necessarily been gangbusters, but he certainly hadn't been a disaster. I mean, he's given you 16 points in every single game. But the last two weeks... 25 against Cincinnati, 28 against a bad Falcons defense. Next week, he's on the road against the Giants. Um, I mean, Fabs, I know you were, not that you were alone, but you loved Kyler Murray coming into this season. I mean, has he started to turn a corner, or is he still kind of a matchup-based guy? No, I I think he's starting to turn the corner, man. I mean, you look at the numbers that this kid's putting up, 25-plus in two straight games, got the Giants, as you mentioned. Then he's got the Saints. That Saints defense. That's good now. I mean, I get it that, like, the numbers look like it's a favorable matchup. It's not. It's not. And then he's got the <laughs> Niners, but then he's got Tampa Bay. He's got Niners in two of three yeah. weeks from week 9 to 11, so that's going to be a spot where you're probably going to be looking to fade him. But every week, I just feel like he's getting better and better. And, and you know, like I said, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the only quarterback who's basically not – uh, a, a matchup-based option. You're going to play the matchups with just about every quarterback in the league at this point. But um, I, I like the confidence. Yep. I like that he's looking downfield a little bit more. He's giving you, you know, 34 rushing yards uh, per game. This is why I liked Kyler Murray. This is, the, yeah, two things here. Uh, I think Murray's finally hitting his ceiling. Uh, we saw in the first two games, only had three carries in both games, but now they're starting to get him involved in more design plays as a runner, and he's starting to scramble and get outside the pocket more, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And also, Arizona is kicking so much. They get the ball inside the of the ball a yeah, lot. They get the ball inside of the 10, 15 yard line a ton. 
and they just have not been able to convert a lot of those opportunities into touchdowns. And once that starts regressing back towards touchdowns over field goals, and maybe Cliff Kingsbury needs to be a little more aggressive with the play calling. I'm not really sure what it is. But by and large, I mean, Kyler Murray has been a fantastic quarterback for fantasy so far. And over the last two weeks, guys, he always, he's only taken one sack. One. I mean, he's I get it, it's the running. Bengals and the Falcons, and they're getting the ball out quick, and those front sevens aren't fantastic. But the added dimension with him as a runner, I think, is really going to help protect him over the long run because these defenses can't just pin their ears back and just right. and, and just blitz. Well, it's his ability to run and – he knows when to run too. Like he, he's actually kind of smart about it. He doesn't, you know, he will stand in there and try to make throws. He's not going to just take off at the first sign of pressure, but he also, when he decides to run, he's decisive about it and he will get out. And, you know, I guess being a former baseball player, he knows how to slide. Yep. Good for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stefan Diggs, who had, look, you could have expected he would have a decent game against the Eagles secondary. I don't think anybody expected the blow up game with what, like a buck sixty and three touchdowns, whatever it was. Um, could have had, honestly, could have had another one. Probably could have. Yeah, uh, it's weird because he had the huge game, especially in the first half. He did a whole lot of damage in the first half. Then he started randomly dropping passes in the second half. It was almost like his hands got tired or something. I don't know. He um, didn't live up to that commercial from last season. No, he did not. With everything sticking to but his hands. But he's one hundred and sixty-seven and three touchdowns. Uh, yeah, I mean, so one Graham, is this the time to sort of maybe try to trade him away, or is this like, is, or or has it has the the complaint of the wide receivers falling upon you know willing ears in Kirk Cousins and they're actually going to start throwing him the ball now. I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think Stephon Dix is probably, I, I think pretty much everyone who has had them in their in his league, your leagues this year, you're going to try to trade Diggs away this week. But I, I do think at the same time, the Vikings now know that they cannot go into every game and just pound the rock, try to pound the rock 40 times per game. Like They're going to have to unleash Kirk Cousins a little bit downfield. And, and they've had two great matchups to do that, right, against the Giants and Eagles, and it honestly continues here. The Lions secondary, I know Darius Slay is a very good corner, but they get the Lions, Redskins, and Chiefs over the next three weeks. So, I mean, I think we probably saw Diggs' best game of the year, his, his biggest ceiling. Um, but, you know, the, the matchups for the next couple of weeks are definitely pretty ripe, too. Yeah, uh, you know, I know that a lot of folks, it's funny because you know, I, I do my normal Monday moaning on, on Twitter. and I'm sure Diggs to, was... To no one's surprise, yeah. I get a lot of, I benched Stefan Diggs this week, which, look, I get it. Um, the matchup was right, though. The matchup was right, matchup but, was right. Uh, you know, people get scared, especially after somebody lets you down a lot. That's the thing, though, is in, yep. in most leagues, in like 10 or 12 team leagues, you probably only have three spots to start Diggs in, two receiver spots and a flex, mm -hmm. and you most likely had three better receiver plays over him. Potentially, right. Potentially. Uh, yeah, again, you... 167 and three touchdowns, you're not you're not prepared for that Dude, right. <laughs> at all. Yep. Uh, Devontae Freeman has sort of come back into our lives. I did a quick check last night. He is on pace uh, to set a career high in receptions. Right now he's on pace for 79 catches, which would be the most he's ever had in a season. Um, and, and Fabs, I think, like, you know, he was a guy who was maybe a late second, early third round pick uh, in a lot of leagues. We expected him to do more as a runner. That hasn't really happened. Um but maybe this is a blessing in disguise because they're actually using him as a pass catcher. So with most leagues being PPR leagues, this actually ends up maybe being a better deal for him. Right yeah, now. I mean, you look at his rushing totals. He hasn't had more than 88 yards in a game. And in four games, he had 30 or fewer. So he's making up for that lack of success on the ground. And part of it has to do with the fact that Atlanta's offensive line has got question marks. They've been playing from behind. And Matt Ryan is on pace to throw the football over 700 times. So being a great pass catcher, as we know Devonta Freeman has been in his career, has done nothing but 
and help his value in an otherwise bad situation for a running back. So, um, I mean, you're looking at 18 plus points in three straight games and a guy who now has has gone from do I play him to okay, I'm on board in PPR leagues. He's an RB2. Yeah, I, I think uh, if if anybody has benefited most from Matt Ryan's nearly, you know, like you mentioned, 700 pass attempt pace, it's Austin Hooper and Devonta Freeman. Mm-hmm. I mean, Freeman, we've talked about it a few weeks, like Falcons haven't been able to run the ball because they've just been trailing so much and they get behind so quickly they can't really do too much but throw to catch up. But Freeman, I, I think, has looked like the same player and they've gotten super involved in the past game. And this past week, he really opened up the gap between him and Ido Smith in terms of their snap share, their touches. Uh, he's pretty clearly their lead guy now. Uh, quick update. Uh, this coming from Ralph Vacchiano uh, in New York, that uh, Saquon Barkley has a chance to play this week. I would think uh, so, yeah. Barkley and Evan Ingram have a chance to play this week for the Giants. Sterling Shepard's still a long shot to play. Um, well, we know if we'll know if Evan's going to play because I'll look at his lineup. Right, exactly. Uh, the whole t- whole tweet: Saquon Barkley, Wayne Gallman, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard all took part in individual drills during the Giants' light practice today. Shepard a long shot to play Sunday. Barkley and Evan, uh, Barkley and Ingram have a chance to play. So uh, look, one that will definitely help Daniel Jones. But all these guys that you know you had to kind of make contingency plans for last week. Uh, should, should and I mean. Lineup. They're playing the Cardinals. Evan Ingram could go for 150. This could be another potential high-scoring game there in that one. Uh, last guy that uh, reemerged back into our lives, and I'm, I'm hoping that this is actually real life, uh, Hunter Henry. Uh, 100 yards, a pair of touchdowns in his first game back after uh, sitting out with a, a fractured kneecap. Um, I mean, obviously, 102 touchdowns. You're not going to expect that every single week. But, Graham, I mean, we talked, we've talked ad nauseum about the tight end position. So, like, please, 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 can this actually be a real thing with Hunter Henry? Oh, God, yes. I mean, <laughs> we, we, we need it. I, we need it at this point, especially losing Disley. Uh, yeah, I mean, Hunter Henry has been, every single time we've seen Hunter Henry play a near full-time role, he has been fantastic. And, and right now, I think this is an opportune time to go trade for Hunter Henry in your fantasy leagues if you can. Uh, I know tight end <coughs> is extremely expensive. Uh, Graham, no, we yeah, need to have a conversation. We do need to talk, but no, I mean, how how awesome is it? I mean, he misses five, you know, basically five weeks, comes right back, doesn't play a full time role just yet, but Mm-mm. I mean, gets a just a ton of targets and is basically their main, you know, their main focal point on offense. Yeah, um, uh, it's the Mike Williams. I think led the Chargers with nine targets. Henry had eight. You know, uh, so. Yeah, um, he came at the right time. That's for sure because the position needs some. Uh, I mean, some help. Hunter Henry, when he's played over the last couple of years, he has been like a top five tight end in yeah. all of the efficiency metrics: yards per route run, catch rate, uh, average depth of target. I mean, they target him so far downfield for a tight end. Relatively, it's he has just a ton of upside. And and you know, just part of the reason healthy. I yeah, part of the reason I, I loved him this year was like this was also his first year without Antonio Gates there. Yeah. You know, like this was this was his job. Uh, and then he got hurt, so hopefully now he's back. I mean, everybody in the industry loved Hunter Henry. Yeah. It's all a matter of him staying, staying out on of the, the field. room. Staying right. on the field. Yep. So, All right, so those guys, so that was Is This the Real Life? Now, of course, the next line is Is This Just Fantasy? This is where I'm, I'm mostly like trying to hope that, that things get better for, uh, for these guys uh, on this list here because things have not been great recently. And the first one, I mean, we're staying on that Charger theme. We're gonna, this will be Charger heavy here. Let's just say <laughs> that. Um, Keenan Allen. Who, uh, look, I, I told somebody last week that, you know, hey, you know, I know Keenan Allen, it, it wasn't great. He gave you 18 yards. 
uh, you know, just hang with him, right? Because it can't get any worse than that, which I was right. He had 33 yards, oh, so yeah. it was not worse. It was better. Not great, but better. But So now the last three games, 48 yards against the Dolphins, 18 yards against the Broncos, 33 yards against the Steelers. Um, and this is after a guy who balled out the first three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I don't, Fabs, I don't have an explanation for why this is happening. And I don't know, like, I, I'm, this is the guy you're going to keep putting him in your lineup because the ceiling is so high. But man, it, it just, it's, it's baffling right this now. This one was a kick in the pills because <laughs> the Steelers had been awful against slot receivers and you know we joked about last year how they tried to cover him with linebackers and uh this one hurt because the the matchup was so ripe for him to put up a big line you know philip rivers targeted allen you know behind mike williams and hunter henry in this contest and this was a game where keenan allen should have put up a good line he didn't as you mentioned this is three games in a row where he has put up stinkers you've got tennessee up next their defense is pretty tough, but I mean, I think for me, this is one of those scenarios where I try and buy low on him yeah. because this is this is the floor here, and he's going to get up off that floor sooner rather than later. So, so this week, we can maybe write off just as a bad game. Haven't uh, had a chance to go back and rewatch, see what the Steelers did coverage-wise, but week five against the Broncos, got Chris Harris, yep. player, and right. then week four, they played the, uh, they played the Dolphins, and I mean, basically, they just got out ahead real quick, and they didn't have to throw a ton in the second half to mm-hmm. to keep Keenan Allen's floor alive. He still had five, you know, five catches, forty eight yards. Didn't absolutely kill you that week, but yeah, the last two weeks have just been brutal. Five, six, and six targets after seeing double digit in every single game before that. So the schedule, looking forward now, though, Fabs mentioned that the Titans they're on the road at Tennessee next week. Yep. Then they're on the road against the Bears. Then they've got the Packers, mm-hmm. uh, which, by side note, that's their next home game. And you thought, uh, you know, the Steelers fans took over down there in Carson. Wait till the Cheeseheads get there. Packer fans yeah. are just as, as faithful and travel just as well. Uh, so there could be a whole lot of green he, and gold. He does have fans. the ninth toughest schedule among wide receivers, or the Chargers do as a team. Right. Um, so again, like this is a guy that, that just because the ceiling is so high, you're, you're probably going to put him in your lineup, but, uh, it has been a drought, uh, and hopefully things get better. Uh, speaking of droughts, uh, his teammate, Melvin Gordon, who sat out, ha- was holding out for the first part of the season. This was his second week back. Um, and I don't know, week two wasn't a whole lot better than week one, uh, for Melvin Gordon coming back in here. I, I mean, Graham, I watched them and they're they're obviously trying to force feed him mm-hmm. to get him going, and one it, it's not really working because certainly you know they've had their injuries along the offensive line that's been bad. But then on top of it, when you fall behind like they did last night, it gets even harder to try to run the football. Um, and in the meantime, it's sort of sort of messing up Austin Eckler's production as well. I mean, I, I I don't know what the Chargers do. I mean, do we expect better things out of Melvin Gordon? Well, last night we saw Melvin Gordon play 60% of the snaps. That was up from 45 48% the week before. And and I think this is what we'll kind of we should come to expect out of this Chargers backfield. It's some sort of 55-60-40 split between these two guys. And and when that happens, I mean, this you're going to have games like this where where Mel Gordon takes the lead in terms of carries, but you know, Eckler was still heavily involved in passing down saw four targets. And right now I just think when on you know, games where the Chargers struggle or get behind um, Melvin Gordon is he's this is his floor now I mean he we're accustomed to him getting you 15 to 16 opportunities every week and he just does not have that same floor in years past because 
honestly, he de- I mean, Austin Eckler has deserved to take on a bigger role. I mean, absolutely he has with what he's done. Uh, it's, it's, it's been outstanding. And now suddenly both guys seem a little bit kind of uh, contained with the way this situation is. And so maybe things will get better. But again, we just kind of ran off the defenses they have to face uh, in the next few weeks. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. All right. Let's just get let's just get this juju thing out of the way. Um, <laughs> let's just get it out of the way here, right? Uh, look, the first three weeks honestly weren't terrible for juju. No, right? he's he putting up decent numbers. Six for seventy-eight, five for eighty-four, three for eighty-one, and a touchdown. Since then, three for fifteen. Uh, he did have the the seven for seventy-five and a touchdown. Although, like one of them was sort of like a you know close your eyes and throw it, and then he kind of turned it into a big play sort of thing. Uh, and then this week. One catch, seven yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Fabs, I, I want to believe some of it has to do with the fact that they are starting a third-string quarterback and that after the bye, hopefully Mason Rudolph is back yep. and things get better. But it has been it has been an absolute struggle the last you – know, even even that game against Baltimore, I mean, it wasn't pretty. He sort of got his, but it, it was it was a slog. It, that's kind of what it's been for Juju. I mean, is it, is it as simple as saying Mason Rudolph sort of helps solve this problem? <laughs> Mason Rudolph's not helping to solve. All right. I mean, is it is it better than having the third stringer in there, Devlin Hodges? I mean, of course. But everything that could go wrong for Juju so far this season has gone wrong around him. Right. Right? You lose Roethlisberger for the season. They had a great rapport, and he was going to be Big Ben's number one target. And then the Steelers went out and added Dante Moncrief, hoping that he could come in and make an impact. They don't have a number two wide receiver. They they don't have a a reliable number two option right now. Um, Vance McDonald has disappeared. Deontay, I mean, there's just there's nothing there. So defenses now even more so can focus on stopping Smith Schuster. And the 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 Devlin Hodges situation makes it to the to to, I mean, basically what I had mentioned a little bit earlier, James Conner saw a ton. He had seven targets in that game because hot just he's. Just, just yeah, a little bit of really. this, right? Just a little bit of dumb pass. That's all he did. Everything was short stuff. And Juju is a guy who can take the top off a of defense, get the ball in space, make a play. Hasn't happened for him. The, the biggest thing right now is the Steelers were the most pass-heavy team in the league last year. And right. Big, Big Ben was just throwing so much. Yeah. This season, they can't do that because, one, obviously Big Ben's gone. But now they've got Rudolph... And Devlin Hodges, who all they can do is check down. Right. All they do is all they're doing is checking down to, to James Conner. We saw their game plan a couple weeks ago too, with with the James Conner, Jalen Samuels duo in the backfield. Uh, they obviously can't do that anymore. But yeah, it's just a combination of the Steelers not being able to to throw the ball as much as they they did last year, and then also, I mean, the, the quarterback connection is just significantly, significantly worse. Yeah, season. I mean, you can't you can't throw in. I mean, even Rudolph as well. But you can't throw a guy like Hodges in there and expect him to have some kind of rapport with even the number one wide receiver. It's just not going to happen. And you know, I, I, we, we we you know we've seen some success with like a guy like Gardner Minshew, Kyle Allen. But you know, the, the, Devlin Hodges is a different he's a different situation. Dude, so, dude, Juju has not seen ten targets in a game yet this year. Not yet, not uh, yet, uh, and I don't expect it to happen really anytime soon at this point. Though. In fact, right now, and I'm trying to go through and see if I can uh, look this up, but he the, the targets are way down, uh, and uh, my guess, Graham, is that the uh, the quality of the targets are also. Oh. I going to be definitely suspect significantly down. I don't have that information in front of me, but uh, it's pretty obvious to suggest that that is the case 
with Juju. And I mean, if we had the knowledge of what was going to happen in Pittsburgh back before it was time to do drafts. Well, I wouldn't have taken Juju in the, you know. Yes. Juju Smith-Schuster would not have been <laughs> second a second round, or third round pick. He just wouldn't have. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, so we'll, we'll shift from Juju to his old college teammate, Robert Woods, who, as I mentioned earlier, did score the first rushing touchdown that anyone's had against the 49er defense this year. By the way, side note, uh, and I, I just had this. The, we were talking about how, how good the 49er defense uh, has been this year and of course now I, I closed it but field yates just had a really uh interesting tweet about how the niners have really shut down some top receivers mike evans chris godwin odell beckham jr robert woods cooper cup and brandon woods uh, brandon cooks combined against the 49ers this season 14 catches 143 yards and one touchdown so you're telling me to sit terry mclaurin so that's uh so you know good luck good luck with that um but robert woods uh aside from you know scoring that rushing touchdown yesterday that was it uh, he had four targets, no catches. Um, he just had the the two carries for 16 yards and a touchdown. And it has been, you know, it has been up and down with him, Graham. I mean, he had a good week one, next two and three, not so much. Huge week four uh, against the Buccaneers. And then since then, he's sort of back down again. I always figured coming into the season that Cooper Cup was going to take a lot off Robert Woods' plate this year. Um, and I, I just... I mean, he really is, as, as Faz mentioned, I guess he's truly back to being a matchup-based starter now at this point, right? Yeah, Robert Woods, just his, he's just ping-ponged all over the place. He had a you know, fine start of the season with 8-70, to 70, but then two bad games, and you mentioned the, the huge blow-up game against the Bucs. Uh, obviously, he was the biggest casualty of this Jared Goff disaster game. I mean, Goff was under pressure on like 40% of his dropbacks this past week. That was pretty easily uh, among the highest rates in the league this, this past week. And yeah, I mean, the Rams, just once they get knocked off their script... And Goff gets knocked off their script. He can't make plays, you know, these second reaction plays, and it kills these receivers because, you know, obviously they're, they're, it's pretty easy to get free when you're facing sec, you know, coverage for five to six seconds. But if Goff can't make those plays to get outside the pocket and extend plays, it doesn't even really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, this is, this is the Rams' offense now. You know, it's just a significantly, uh, I think, significantly lower floor than, than we've, uh, we've seen in years past. So what Graham is saying that um – Despite the uniform, we drafted the Bills Robert Woods this season rather <laughs> than the Rams. Don't put that on him. Don't put <laughs> that on Woods him. This season. Don't put that on him. Yet. No, I listen, man. It's it's not on him, but it, it's uh, maybe maybe not comparable. But it just reminds me of like the whole you know uh, Eric Mangini when everyone was calling him Mangenius when no. he comes in, and suddenly you know he leads the team and every and then the next season it's like, <laughs> and McVeigh. Is, uh, I mean, well, I mean, he's, I, I had nothing look, against the guy. He's an offensive genius. He got the Rams to the Super Bowl last season. But, um, well, here's th- the thing. Th- this is one of those scenarios where it's pretty, it, it, you know, it's pretty obvious one season to the next. Yeah. It's change. It's also, you know, your move, Sean, right? Like he, he came out and he sort of changed things and he forced defenses to kind of readjust what they were doing. Now they have sort of adjusted. Now, it also probably doesn't help that the Rams' offensive line is not the same as it was, that Todd Gurley's not quite the same player. But teams have figured out how to do stuff against this Rams. So now, Sean, your move, right? Like, what, what do you do in response to that? How do you scheme with the pieces you have in place uh, to make this offense, uh, you know? One of the biggest things, too, is Jared Goff coming, you know, 
McVay's talking to him the whole time he's going to the line of scrimmage, right. and then that communication gets cut off, and the defense can adjust in the final 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. And uh, Goff has not had the answers. Yeah, well, and that was a thing, you know, talking to Willie McGinnis last year, kind of late in the season, and he mentioned that was sort of a thing defenses were starting to do, is that they would just basically disguise what they were doing until that final 15 seconds. Then they kind of show their cards, and they force Jared Goff to, you know, make a decision, see, see what you can do, and the results have not been great. Nope. So They haven't yeah. been. Uh, all right, so that's enough of that. That's enough sadness there. Uh, Waiver Wire, which does not have a Bohemian Rhapsody theme to it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, some guys out there on the Waiver Wire who may or may not be available in your leagues. It is certainly worth checking out. The first one is Hunter Henry, obviously after the big game and knowing uh, how we all desperately need tight ends. Uh, I'm hearing from a lot of you who lost Will Disley over the weekend, so I'm sure there will be a rush to at least look, right? I mean, he may not be available in your league, but it's at least worth a check to see if he's out there to put in a claim for Hunter Henry this week. Uh, a couple of Jets uh, out there, Jamison Crowder, Robbie Anderson, who we mentioned, who are back in our lives now that Sam Darnold's spleen is, uh, look, apparently it's supercharged. Uh <laughs> Apparently, Mono, maybe that's his, his superhero origin story, right? Like, he had Mono, and now he's going to be, like, a league MVP. Sam, Sam Darnold's nervous system got supercharged. It just got supercharged by, by having Mono. Apparently, he's great now. Uh, so that helps Jamison Crowder and Robbie Anderson. Uh, Crowder out there in a ton of leagues. Anderson, maybe not so much. But, again, it is worth a check to see if he's available in your league. Speaking of tight ends, Ricky Seals-Jones. I know it hasn't been great, but he has, you know, he's got a couple of touchdowns this year. And, uh, you know, he seems to be one of the few people that Baker Mayfield can connect with on a semi-regular basis. That's probably a deeper league play, as is Mark Walton, who is a very deep league play as we get into the bye weeks. And maybe you're hurting for running backs because what the, the Steelers are off, the Browns are off. Uh, I believe the Panthers are off. Buccaneers. So Buccaneers. So yeah. uh, you're at least lo- you're losing some, some big running backs, though, in, in those four teams there. So you may need some help there. So in deeper leagues. Mark Walton is, uh, I guess, the starter. Yeah, I got a th- I got a few more to throw out. Please, Darnold. I mean, he he's a must add, especially with what that schedule looks like. Alexander Madison needs to be owned in all leagues. Uh, Curtis Samuel might be floating around there in some leagues uh, on NFL.com. I think he's owned in fewer than seventy percent. Uh, Auden Tate. Chase Edmonds, mm-hmm. make sure that you are trying to get your handcuffs now for your studs. I, I've, I've talked about Josh Allen. Dude, his schedule is just a cakewalk for the next five weeks. Cole Beasley could be out there. And another thing, too, and I mention this every single season, but you guys probably know this. On NFL.com, if a team is on a bye, you can pick up those players even after the games have been played as long as the player you drop was not in your starting lineup. So like last night I picked up the Bills defense and dropped the player that was on my bench. You can go out and do that. And the Bills are a great play this week against Miami. I mean same thing like Josh Allen, if you had a player that's kind of like eh, on your why on your on your bench and maybe they had a bye last week or you didn't start them, you can go out and make the move now beat the competition to the punch. Yeah, this is another really bad week for Waiver Wire. Actually, you mentioned Josh Allen. I actually think he's probably the top pickup this week. Yeah, he is. He's probably done yeah, he a is. bunch of leagues after after through the bye week, and I think you've talked about how easy their schedule Dude, is coming up. Dude, it is, it is an absolute cakewalk. Yeah. I mean, and Josh Allen, like I've, I've said it on the show before, that I feel like he's the new Cam Newton, and I really feel like he is a guy who can help lead a lot of fantasy owners to a playoff berth. Yeah. I mean, he's got Miami, three, three straight at home. Philly, Washington, all in Buffalo. Then you got at Cleveland and then at Miami again. And then it gets tough. They got Denver in week 12. So at, then you get into a scenario where the 
playoff schedule for fantasy is not great, but Allen can help get you there. Yeah, I think that's kind of the bigger thing right now. Like, just let him get you there, and then you can figure out what he will put up the there. points for you. Figure out what you're going to do after after that happens. Yep. So, uh, so there you go. That is it. We are done. We appreciate you downloading and listening as always. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, according to chemistry, alcohol is a solution. We'll see you on Wednesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungle's closing in? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to land.com, find your open space, and get out there.